You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds and Spitting Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle Live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Back and better than ever. Uh, after a little Vegas vacation, I got my boy Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos. Helping us blow up like a Samsung 7. So hot that we sweat steam. Hot to death like Corey Stringer. Thanks. I haven't gotten a thank you for the new open, Chris. I oh, really, you're welcome. really like it. Thank you so much. We get a little uh, gangstar in there as well. Always doing it. Big thing. And check it out. This hour, if you want to get at me, you can at 844-843-6879. We're going to have some polls up on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. Of course, you can follow me at Spittin' Speeds. I'm also joined in the cypher today with my boy, Sports with Z, that corresponded on the Sports Guru app, Let's Talk Sports. He's going to join me to... um preview the Texas Rangers a little bit later on as Speed Spotlight wraps up just in time for opening day. You also know, Chris, we have not talked about this big moves in the TV Greatest of All Time tournament. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, but we get it started as usual. Top 5, Dead or Alive here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Give you a little news and notes here. First, in uh, Major League Baseball, as you get into opening day. Some of you guys may still not have drafted yet. Do not draft Drew Smiley or at least drop him down your boards. He'll be out for the next six to eight weeks with a left flexor strain. Uh, Mariners GM Jerry Depoto says uh, he didn't actually look the same after the World Baseball Classic. A number of people got hurt in the World Baseball Classic as a Yankee fan. Didi Gregorius was one of them as well. J.D. Martinez finally has moved to the DL, so if you have drafted him, you can finally move him to your DL spot, giving you that roster spot He's got that Liz Frank sprain. He's probably going to be out until May. Ricky Nolasco has been named the opening day starter for the Los Angeles uh, Angels. And I got to tell you, if Ricky Nolasco is your opening day starter, if he is your ace, you are going to get stacked against in DFS coming up real soon. They're playing the A's on opening day. Maybe Chris Davis should be in your lineups there. Um, Bob Melvin. Actually says the Oakland A's may go closer by committee. If you remember on uh, yesterday's show, I had my boy Mikey Repberg as a fantasy freestyle correspondent as we previewed the Oakland A's. He said that his best bet was going to be on Ryan Madsen and then maybe Doolittle. Don't sleep. It could also be uh, Mr. Casilla over from the San Francisco Giants staying in the uh, Bay Area. I will say this, though. One of those, probably two of those guys, will get traded in this Major League Baseball season. Okay, these guys all have experience. They also have John Axford on that bullpen, who also has uh, closer experience. So think about contending teams that might still be in the market. You know, the Nationals just announced their closer recently, and we'll, we'll see about that. I think those guys could be on the move throughout the season. Matt Garza is going on to the DL for the Milwaukee Brewers with a strained right groin. Remember, interestingly enough, especially for you fantasy baseball players, 
players out there this year. New changes to the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, the 10-day DL, not the 15-day DL. Remember about that. Buck Showalter also now says that Chris Tillman, he will make not one, not two, not three, but four rehab starts before rejoining the Baltimore Orioles. And in, uh, you know, injury news that I'm personally happy about for a few reasons because this guy was kind of a beast and then has been besieged by injuries the last couple of years and also because he was a spec little late round uh, drafty that I had in a draft earlier this week. Tito Francona confirming that Michael Brantley will be on the opening day roster for the AL defending champion Cleveland Indians. Those are things I like to see. News and notes also in the NFL. And I think it's interesting because um, yesterday, remember, we had a poll question up. Which of these two guys will actually play five more years, Tom Brady or Ichiro Suzuki? Both of them saying they wanted to play five more years. That was our poll question yesterday. Today we get word... Drew Brees says that he wants to play until he's 45 years old. Drew Brees is only 38 years old. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you something, though. These are the comments of a man who knows he's in the last year of his current deal and is looking for a new deal, but we'll see if he could do it. Um, also news out of Cleveland. They're saying that uh, Corey Coleman, the first-round draft pick last year, he would actually move to the slot if the NFL decides to reinstate Josh Gordon. Now, remember, they signed Kenny Britt. In the offseason and in free agency, that's an outside X kind of receiver. Josh Gordon is also an outside kind of receiver. This is only days after saying they think Corey Coleman is now like the man in Cleveland. I think this puts a severe damper. And we're hearing a lot about, oh, maybe Josh Gordon will get reinstated. This is kind of a where there's smoke, there's fire. I would not be surprised if Josh Gordon actually does make his way back to the Cleveland Browns at some point. Another poll question we had earlier on in the week was this idea of who would you want as your backup quarterback? Would you want, like, RG3, Jay Cutler, or this guy, Colin Kaepernick? And at this point, I'm telling you, I think he's just blackballed from the league. Now there's news sources... Um, GMs and owners are potentially worried that he's a vegan. Come on now. Come on now. And they, they credited his weight loss last year to him being a vegan. I thought that was actually healthy. I actually thought it was a good thing. You know, like, isn't that basically what Tom Brady's doing? But when Tom Brady does, does it, it's because he could play until he's 50 because he's the golden boy with his inflated balls. But when Cap does it, you know, because he does it from a kneeling position, all of a sudden he can't, you know, find his way into the league. Geno Smith got a job. Colin Kaepernick can't get a job. All right, whatever. Yo, those are polls from previously in the week. My man Chris Bavona has put up the polls for today, and I'm going to even bring in my man uh, Sports with Z from that Sports Guru app because I know he's a basketball guy, and I know we're going to be talking about this. Here's the straight-up question. Who is the NBA MVP? We've been talking about this all week. Because, you know, Russell Westbrook is going absolutely bananas, triple-doubles. He's going to average a triple-double, 57-point triple-double. But then you got James Harden. Then you got James Harden, who is leading the league in assists and is also very close to a triple-double. And to be quite honest, it depends on what you talk about in terms of value. Because James Harden has been sick. And it's perfect for that Mike D'Antoni system that they're running down there. They're perfect for the perfect pick-and-roll kind of player. I also have as options LeBron James. Because, I mean, every year. This is like when Michael Jordan was in the league. Like, he, he was the best player every year, but, you know, they throw Karl Malone one. They throw Akeem Olajuwon one, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, LeBron James could always be in the conversation. And as my fourth, um, don't sleep on Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, the two-time defensive player of the year. This is a guy doing it on both ends for the San Antonio Spurs, the number two seed in the West. Uh, before I go to the poll, uh, let's bring in my man Sports with Z over here. Uh, who's your NBA MVP at this point? 
See, it's always a tough decision with that when you have two players at the right. top of their game right now, Westbrook and Harden. And, yep. and my my opinion, I got to go with Westbrook right, right. now. Right. You got to go with Westbrook. He's just too too hot for that. I think team, that 57, it? 13, and 11 he put up I mean, he in an overtime. I think that was like his drop the mic moment on it. Was, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Just for just for context, right? And I I love Russell Westbrook and all. I love that. But like he's just kind of just a one man show and it's almost like the team is allowing him to do that just yeah. to, like in pursuit of this Oscar Robinson nonsense. Check this out. Allen Iverson, and I said this yesterday, Allen Iverson in the season where he had the most shots of his career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Allen Iverson in that season had 1940 shots and he played 42 minutes a game in that season. Russell Westbrook this year, while only playing 34 minutes a game, has already more than that 1977 shots. I mean, like, the thing is, like, yeah, I mean, I love him and all, but we'll see. Right now, that poll is up there on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle, and uh, Russell Westbrook right now is your choice as well. If we look at it uh, right now, Russell Westbrook with 60% of the vote. Harden, only 19% of the vote. I'm surprised by that. I thought it'd be a little bit closer. I thought it'd be a little bit closer, but we just put that poll up, so uh, we'll keep track on that throughout the show. The other one I want to get into is, uh, you know, on my show on Monday, coming up, we're going to be right before the national championship. As you know, we go into the Final Four this weekend down there in Phoenix. Um, What matchup in the Final Four will we be talking about as we uh, reconvene here on Monday? Will it be Gonzaga versus Oregon, Gonzaga versus UNC, South Carolina versus Oregon, or a battle of the Carolinas? I think this is very interesting. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about what rundown I build regardless of it, you know, because at the beginning of this tournament, at the beginning of this tournament, you could go ahead and check the tape. I've been saying for a while that the best coast is the West Coast, and the best ball is being played out West. However, not the ball of Lonzo and Lavar. And so it being Gonzaga and Oregon could be very, very interesting. I also think this Battle of Carolina could be very interesting. North and South Carolina. Um, what will they do in the bathrooms? If that's the uh, well, that law just got I just got changed, so maybe changed, NCAA so we'll right. will in we'll fact right. go there. But um, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think is going to happen in Final Four this weekend? Well, I'm still on the bracket hunt, man. I picked UNC to win it all. So, so you're still, so I'm you got to ride with them. You got to go ride, ride with them. UNC, and regardless of what you do in the bathrooms, whatever I do in the bathrooms, and I actually need Gonzaga to lose for. for okay, me so you're win. looking for a battle of Carolina, yeah, huh? Battle of Carolina. All right, we shall see. But you can get at us right now if I check in on the poll right now. I got to tell you, um, most people think that it will be Gonzaga versus UNC. That's the chalk, right? The one seeds making it there. Uh, most people have Gonzaga advancing. And uh, most people think that UNC will move it on. Keep it moving, though, here. Top five dead or alive on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I want to get into this a little bit. One of the things we've been talking about all week, and Chris Bavona, I'd love to get your thoughts because you were just in Las Vegas, right? So, yes, I was. Uh, we've been talking about this Raiders move. We've been talking about this Raiders move for a little bit. Um, and, and I have new information to bring to the, to bring to the, the Fantasy Freestyle listeners. Chris, yesterday what we were talking about is like, what do you do if you're an Oakland Raiders fan? If you're an Oakland Raiders fan, do you cheer for this team? Do you buy season tickets? Do you give them the money? Do you support this team? Because unlike the Rams and unlike the Chargers, this team is on the precipice of contending for a you know an AFC championship, potentially a Super Bowl, especially in the next two years as Carr moves on, as Mac moves on. You know, so um, if you're a Raiders fan in LA, do you support the team? Do you protest? You know, that was a poll question we had. So we've been talking about the Raiders for a lot this week. And check this out: new information. I read uh, in Deadspin. The uh, 
the Raiders actually refinanced their thing with Oakland Alameda Coliseum so many times, and they were going to do the PSLs. That's how they were going to pay for it. They didn't sell enough PSLs, and with the interest, um, they were on the hook for $350 million. So they refinanced their loans, right, for the, that the taxpayers were having to pay. And now they have to pay this until 2025, regardless of if the Raiders are there or not. They have to pay thir- – the taxpayers will now have to pay $13 million. The county has to make that up in tax uh, money every year from now until 2025, regardless. So maybe if you was a Raiders fan – that uh, was like, no, 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 it's okay. I'll still go out and support the team. I'm going to cheer for them. I'm going to wax po- poetic and nostalgic about them. I'm going to relish every opportunity I can. Does it change your mind knowing that your tax dollars are still going to repay the refinance bill for the Coliseum when it was originally done for Al Davis? And you're going to be on the hook for that until 2025? Chris, how does that make you feel? So as a Los Angeles Raiders fan, uh, excuse me, because you said L.A., that's actually where most of the Las Vegas fans are, are from. Most of the Vegas Raiders fans are from Los Angeles. They didn't want the Raiders in Los Angeles. They're like, no, we want a reason to go out to Vegas. So this is great. I, you like this. From, from a Los Angeles Raiders perspective, right. I think it's great. Okay, I well, think it's amazing for them. For the Oakland Raiders fans, I think that this is absolutely terrible. I know. It's a sad day for it's them. It's a very sad day for them. Not only that, if I was an Oakland Raiders fan, I would give up. I would give up uh, team football, and I'd just become a fantasy football fan. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. But check this out. Oakland doesn't want them either. Oakland doesn't want them there either. Check this out. I have quotes now from the uh, executive director of what is known. I didn't even know this existed. Something called the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum Authority. These are the people that actually run the stadium and actually execute the lease that they have. The executive director, a guy named uh, Scott McGibbon, says, I would say to you, With the highest level of confidence, my opinion, and the recommendation of my board members, there's no way we have an appetite for the third season here in Oakland. That would be the 2019 season before they actually move. He goes on to say, he goes on to say, we have two more years of lease options right now, but it's actually financially to our benefit if we didn't exercise the options and, and... even if they didn't play here in 2017 or 2018. They're trying to get out of the lease. They want no part of this because they don't want fans protesting outside. They don't want, God forbid, them to be even better and then walk away, you know, this sort of thing. It's real bad. I think they're going to wind up in San Antonio, to be quite honest. I think they're going to wind up in San Antonio or I think they're going to wind up playing a lot of games in Mexico City. It's the word on the street. What do you, th- you know it's what I'm saying? I can see that happening. Remember, the Saints went to San Antonio for a little while after yeah. the Katrina. Yeah, after Katrina you yeah. know, so I, I, I don't think it's going to be a good scene down there in Oakland. I think it's really, really bad. And I'll tell you what, um, Chris, you mentioned that uh, Raiders fans, you know, should just become fantasy football fans instead. I think what they are going to wind up doing, to be quite honest, I think they're going to become Miami Dolphin fans. And here's why. Stephen Ross, the Dolphins owner, he was the only one that voted no on this uh, move. Okay, Stephen Ross, it went 31 to 1. Stephen Ross is the only guy who said no. And, and, and you know why? In my opinion, because Stephen Ross spent $500 million of his own money to renovate the Dolphins Stadium. And now, basically, what Mark Davis is looking for is that corporate welfare. You know, So it's either that or here's another idea, and I want to get your take on it, Mr. Chris Bavona and my man Sports with Z. Also, now with the Raiders moving to Vegas... That means Super Bowls will be played in Vegas. That means less Super Bowls will be played in Miami. That's money out of Stephen Ross's pocket. Mm -hmm. So not only does he have less Super Bowls, but, uh, you know, he had to put up $500 million to renovate his stadium, uh, the Raiders. Eh, 
they just get to move somewhere else and have the taxpayers pay for it. I, uh, I understand. I think you should ride with the only owner who voted no. That would be Stephen Ross and the Miami Dolphins. Go on over to Miami because it's the same kind of spirit down there in Miami, too. What do you think? What do you think, Zach? I, I think it's, you know, I was talking to an Oakland Raiders fan actually okay. uh, a couple days ago, and he was telling me, you know, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm an Oakland Raiders fan. I'm going to be a Raiders fan no matter what. But, you know, the way Miami handled, you know, owners, I think owners should pay for their That's stadiums, right. man. That's right. They, why are you giving the taxpayers that? That's ridiculous. For pay sure, for, for sure. I want to hear what you have to say. Give me a shout at 844-843-6879. Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. I got my boy Sports with Z. We're going to preview the Texas Rangers up next at Speed Spotlights. A different team here as we go through spring training. It's over. It's the last team. We're also going to make our season predictions uh, going into opening day this weekend. All that and more. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports. Radio Network. Champ is here. You know what it is. This is your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Download that Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. You could also catch us on the iHeartRadio, on iTunes, Audio Boom, the Stitcher. So many ways for uh, Speeds, the spitting statistician, to give you what you need to win your league and win that cash. We're getting ready for opening day and the baseball season. A lot of people are getting ready, maybe having their drafts, either maybe tonight or going into this weekend. So don't forget... You can get that Benny Riccardi's Definitive Guide to Fantasy Baseball book. You could get Joe Pisapia and the Fantasy Black book. Also, the RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Baseball Package for 2017 is here. Stay ahead of the competition with in-depth articles and insights from our award-winning analysts. Prepare for your draft with our new and improved Cheat Sheet Generator. Get access to fully sortable projections and over 800 player profiles. Enter promo code FREERADIO at checkout for a special discount on RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy baseball package and right now speeds and my man sports with z we are going to preview the texas rangers i know uh you were feeling good about texas after last year mostly because he man. knocked out joey bats right your oh, boy man, Odor. That, i have that shirt i should have worn that tonight That's, yes. that was a great <laughs> don't mess with texas <laughs> don't mess right with it, baby don't all mess right so it. check this out i got a couple of guys zach that i want to uh ask you about and my man zach is that correspondent for the sports guru app does some real good work um the first guy i want to ask you about is 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 the guy with the sick right cross and that's rough Odor. he just signed a six-year, $49.5 million deal. I have a lot of questions about this, what it means for the entire team and implications. But first of all, do you like that deal? Because i got to tell you something. I am a little bit down on Rufnit Odor. How do you feel about Odor? Down as, you know, how I feel about Rufnit Odor? Oh, man. He's going to light it up next year. It's going to be... You think he's going to light it up? I I don't know. My man is... He's an amazing talent. My man is very volatile at the plate. 21.5% strikeout rate. This is a guy who strikes out a lot, is very aggressive, does not walk, 3% walk rate. This guy is trying to hit bombs. He hit... 33, 33 last bombs. year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He does that. But I don't know. What I hope for with a guy who's entering his, what, 20, age 23 season, something like that, I hope I see better plate discipline out of this guy. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to be the case. You know, down there in Texas, uh, a free-swinging club they are. That would be my concern that the 33 home runs that he hit last year gets in his head, kind of like Willie Mays Hayes in Major League. Yeah, and then he starts <laughs> thinking he's a power hitter. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like Rodney Odor. I don't. I, there's something about him that just sparks that team um, on on the field and off the field. I think he's a leader, a proven leader, and I think he'll get he'll get even better as time goes by. I think Beltre is helping that 
with with Rugnan Odor helping so listen, him grow. So I mean, listen, maybe that means that no one needs to touch Rugnan Odor's head because I know you can't touch. No, you can't touch Beltre's head. You can't head. touch Beltre's <laughs> head. Touch Are you worried though? I'm a little worried about Beltre too. I got to tell you the oh, truth, Zach, don't. and here's why. Listen, my man is turning 38 years old on April 7th. Yes, he is. Okay, my man already has a calf injury barking at him. Like, yeah, he's doing some light jogging. They're going to see if he can get into a game. When you're going to be 38, you want to be 100% going into the season. To have these nagging injuries, that doesn't cause you any concern? I mean, it's rough. I mean, he's getting up there in his you know, golden years. It's, yeah. it's scary. And playing third base, it's one of the probably the toughest positions, in my opinion, for baseball. I know people would fight me on that. But I think watching Beltre with the way he's been at third base the last couple of years, he's been lights out. Stop uh, Stop defense. But, you know, he's 58, 58 hits away from 3,000. That's okay. a big deal. I think it's a big deal. And he's, he's the leader of that team. And I, I, he's going to fight through it. He fights through it. He plays through injuries. He's a tough guy. Right. And, and Cavs, you know. So you're not concerned. You're not concerned. I mean, I'm you're not concerned about a whore. Here, you're but. not concerned about Beltre. <laughs> I told you. I told you he wanted to wear his Don't Mess With Texas shirt coming on to <laughs> Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Texas Network. Style. Yo, what about... um? What about, let's go to the arms here. I mean, you okay. Darvish, now yet another year removed mm -hmm. from his uh, TJ surgeries and Cole Hamels. I would stack these guys 1-2 up against any other rotation in the American League. That's not my issue. My question is, what happens after that? Yeah, you know, what happens after Darvish? What happens after, you know, Cole Hamels in game three of a series? Because, you know, I, I'm, we're going to get to it a little bit later, but I assume you project them to go to the playoffs. Again, I project him to win the AL West again. Okay, so if that's, that's the case, gonna go and they're going to be and they're going to be in a playoff series, who who's starting Game Three? What happens after? What happens after Hamels and you? See, that's the problem I'm actually thinking about for the um, for the regular season as it goes on. Who are they going to pick up? Because that's what the Rangers do is um, during like the middle, like before trade deadline, they always try to pick somebody up. Okay, <laughs> which the, you know, they're a, a fair enough. And that could guy. be the the Jose Quintanas of the world that yeah. are out there and available. They got a couple of guys coming back. Also, Tyson Ross. Tyson that was an acquisition. How do you feel about that? Tyson, he's injury prone, so it's kind of yeah. I'm a little scared of that. You know that situation. You know, coming from San Diego and just a little. You know, they signed a one year deal on him. They'll see what's going to happen. But I don't think he comes back till March. They're talking like they're saying his injury. He's still a little injured. I thought. That's okay, what, okay, yeah, May probably going to be May March, for Tyson March Ross. May, yeah, probably going to be May for Tyson Ross. But what about these other guys? What what? Andrew Kashner, Colby Lewis, A.J. Griffin. Yeah. Out of that group, who who fills out the back end of this rotation? Well, Colby has always been that player. He's coming back. He had that he had that really bad – it was a neck injury or – I forgot what it was exactly, but um, – he came and he just came in and was the leader of that leader of that um, behind you know Hamels and you Darvish and he's just been playing lights out. So he's pretty old as well. I mean this team is not on the they're an older team. Um, this their, coming from a guy who's saying he thinks they're going to win the AL West. Then I ask <laughs> about all these people who's like oh, I'm a little bit worried about this guy. Eh, I don't know what they're going to do. Eh, they still need to make a move. <laughs> so where are the bright spots then? Well, the bright spots, actually, their bullpen is going to be lights out, in my opinion. Really? Matt Bush and Dyson coming off his, um, coming off his like, I mean, he looked great in the, yeah. in the, in the, in the classic. And he did look great in the WBC. I got to yeah. caution, though, for fantasy baseball players, you know, I talk about the different kinds of closers. For, to me, any closer that I'm going to get needs to have over a strikeout per inning, needs yeah. to have that quote-unquote closer stuff. And Sam Dyson is not that guy. Last year, only 55 strikeouts in 70 innings. I'm looking for guys that I think can get over a K per inning. Let me ask you something about this. They brought in Napoli, right, obviously, and, and he's got some real power. But if I'm a little bit down on Odor, if I'm a little bit down on Beltre, find LB Napoli. But where else is this going to come? Where else is the um, 
production going to come? Is it Jonathan Lucroy with a full season down there? Is it guys like Nolan Mazzaro? Do you expect bounce-back seasons out of guys like Shin Su Chu or Carlos Gomez? Where Who else is producing for this team? Who else do you think you can find a little bit later on in your drafts that might be a diamond in the rough? Well, I think they're talking a lot about because we have Jerks and Profar still ah, on the team. Profar. And, Profar, and Profar looks you know, great in the WBC yeah, all the time also. But is too. there a home for him on this team? Uh, well, they're talking th- first base would be a good place for him uh, right now because, you know, it, it, just, it just seems like he'll be – they got to teach him, obviously, and he's he doesn't he wants to play – he wants to play infield, and they're given a lot of outfield stuff. And, you know, I think he's going to be first base, though, in my opinion. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. But. All right, fair enough. So, uh, Vegas. Vegas has the Texas Rangers over-under for the season at 86.5 wins. Judging off what I'm hearing out of you, Zach, you're going to take the over. Because what we hear yeah. do on the Fantasy Freestyle Speeds and Spin Statistician, we help you win your leagues and win that cash. So, there's a lot on the line here, Zach. Uh, you're taking the over-under on the season win total for the Texas Rangers. I'm going to take the over on that. you got to take the over on yeah. that. If he thinks he's winning the AL West, um, i got to tell you something. I have the Texas Rangers in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I do not have them winning the AL West. That honor, I believe, goes to the Houston Astros. I'm big on Houston. Mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated has them winning the World Series in 2017. That's what they said three years ago. Let's move on, though, because this is our last... Our last, you know, speed spotlight as we get ready for opening day here in the Major League Baseball season on Sunday. I want to give out our big predictions. You know, Speeds has been telling you the over-unders to take. The big ones, you know, I like the Rockies over. I like the White Sox under in a big way. Um, I like the Pirates over. I've been giving them out at Speed Spotlight. But um, let's go to how you really make that cash when you pick the uh, NL NLCS, ALCS, and then the World Series. You could uh, get a lot of futures odds out there right now. I'm going to give you my NLCS right now, and then I want to hear from you, Zach. I like the Washington Nationals. I like the Washington Nationals. I like the Washington Nationals in a surprise because, I, I, you know, listen, the Cubs look like on paper a great team, mm-hmm. but for some reason, you know, I just, I'm just going to fade them. I'm just going to be fading. I'm going to be fading just so you know. I'm going to be fading both of last year's World Series participants. Okay. Um, I like them. I think they're great teams, but I'm just fading them. I'm taking the Washington Nationals, and I actually think um, – I actually, uh, it's it's not an even number year, but I like the San Francisco Giants this year. I think Bumgarner and Cueto in the same mold as what we mm-hmm. just talked about with you, Darvish, and uh, Hamels. Cole Hamels. I think that's a good squad. And at the professional team, I like how they've organized. I think we're going to get bounce back in full seasons out of Hunter Pence. Um, so I like uh, the Washington Nationals over the San Francisco Giants in the NLCS. What do you like in the National League? See, I'm, I'm actually rooting for the Nationals. I think that's going to be a very good choice. Um, you know, with, um, with these two, you know, one-two punch yeah, pitchers. I yeah, mean, they're just, sure. you know, that's the way we're looking at it. One-two top two punch, pitchers, top for two sure. pitchers. And I, I think, I know you, I, the Cubbies. Man. You like the Cubs? I, I yeah, like that's the a Cubs, safe man. I just, that's a safe, I know it's a safe bet. bet but that's like, a safe bet. So good. I like that too. I also believe the Pirates can make the playoffs. I like the Mets in the playoffs as the two wild oh, yeah. cards. Mets in healthy. the AL, in the AL, remember, I like the Houston Astros. I like the Houston Astros. Um, I like the Houston Astros to make the World Series. I'm going to go hard on them. I'm going to go hard on them. I think I think we're going to see craziness out of Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve. I think both of them get better. A few weeks ago, here on Fantasy Freestyle, you heard Speeds the Spitting Statistician talking about how important of a move it was for Carlos Beltran to go back to the Houston Astros and mentor some of these young kids. I think that's going to be a big step. He was talking about working with some of these kids. He was talking about um, the step he thinks um, Correa is going to take. He's talking about how hungry Altuve is to get even better. I think this is a year, George. Springer puts it together. I think you're going to get power in the middle of the lineup with guys like Beltran, guys like Gaddis and McCann. I don't like their starting rotation as much, but mm. I do think they're going to be the team that goes out and gets 
whoever the top uh, starter is on the market in July. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like, and I like the back end of their bullpen. I like the Houston Astros. I like the Houston Astros to beat the Cleveland Indians in the ALCS. I think the Cleveland Indians are a great team. I'm fading the Boston Red Sox. I think that's unraveling. I think David Price is hurt. I think Chris Sale has an adjustment period. I think Rick Rick Porcello is fugazi. I think people believe in Andrew Benetiende a little bit too much. I am, he's a, he's a fugazi, Chris. He's a fugazi. (laughs) He's a fugazi. What's a fugazi? What is fugazi? Well, fugazi means uh, phony. That's right. He's a fugazi. And in the World Series, you have the Washington Nationals winning it over the Houston Astros. How do you like that? Well, as we know, the Texas Rangers beat them uh, 15-4 and last season. So I'm not going with Houston to win the World Series at all because that's how I am in Texas. We don't root against the other team. We don't root for the other teams. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to go Cleveland, and I'm going to go... Oh, God. I'm going to go Boston. I'm going to go Boston to take Cleveland, though. I'm going to go Boston in the, in the World Series. All right, so you got Boston in the World Series with the Washington Nationals. Yeah. Who you like winning it all in October? This is going on record here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Oh, man. This is going to hurt. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to go the Nationals to be Boston right, in so the World like Series. so we like that. We both like the Washington Nationals. The Washington you heard Nationals it here first. Series. Sports with Z, Speed's the spitting statistician here on the Fantasy Freestyle. When we come back, we're going to turn our attention. We're going to turn our attention to another tournament. I know March Madness is popping off. We're going to turn our attention to the TV greatest of all time tournament. Chris Bavona. I haven't gotten to speak to you all week. We've had big things. We're down to the Elite Eight. We're going to talk about it, preview what's going on ahead. And I want to hear, uh, I'm going to hear uh, the Beavis and Butthead Muppet show that uh, I did not get to hear from my man Scott Angle. Let's uh, all that and more Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you want to holler at me about the Texas Rangers, if you want to holler at me about the NBA MVP award, if you want to holler at me about the Raiders move to Vegas or anything else, you can do that at 844-843-6879. There it is, Chris Bavona dropping a bomb on it. You can also follow us on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. Always holler at us. Give us some questions. We'll answer them on air. You can also find me at... Spitting speeds. Chris, I have not spoken to you in a while. You've been in Las Vegas. Congrats to you for all that. Everybody could use a vacation now and then. <laughs> but um, we had, we, we went from 16 down to 8 this week without you. And we got some big, big upsets, big matchups that happened. So let me recap it with you because I know... You love this tournament almost more than almost more than. Oh, anybody. I'm obsessed. I know, I know, and I appreciate it. I don't even care about the NCAA tournament. Exactly. This is the Final Four. You need to worry about on um on Monday. We started off in the sitcom region, bro. We started off in the sitcom region where we had the number one Seinfeld against the number five seed Curb Your Enthusiasm, and the number three seed Cheers against the number two seed The Office, and the chalk maintained. And one seed Seinfeld and two seed The Office moved on. And you're going to hear a theme here because remember, Chris, how everybody was uh, trolling me about the seating? Yes. How, yeah, yeah. So the number I, I one, troll you a little bit. Yeah, so the Everyone, number one and the number two seeds yeah. moved on. So someone seeded that region correctly. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Number uh, <laughs> Then on Tuesday, we did uh, the animated region. What we had in the animated region was uh, the number one seed Simpsons against the uh, Cinderella 13-seeded Looney Tunes. And then we had the two-seed South Park against the six-seed. Beavis and Butthead, and uh, guess what? The chalk held true, and it was number one seed Simpsons, number two seed South Park. Someone seeded that region, right? But um, Chris, 
I wasn't here last week, and I think we had our very own Scott Angle previewing one of these matchups when Beavis and Butthead. Actually, he did two. Oh, he did. Can I hear he did the Beavis and Butthead versus the Muppet Show? Well, you know, how about which this? turned out to be very, very close, right? Uh, it, yes, it was one of the it was one of the closest matchups uh, of the of the tournament. Yep. Before I get to the Beavis and Butthead promo, which is hysterical. Uh, this one's a little bit shorter. This was the Seinfeld promo he did. Oh, what did he do? Okay, when, when Seinfeld was up against Kirby Enthusiasm, or well, up against um, Good Times, I think it was. Up against Good Times. How'd that work out? Yeah, let's hear that. I don't understand why they call it Good Times. They're poor, they live in the projects, they have no money, and the father died. How are these Good Times? <laughs> damn, damn, damn! That's good stuff. That's good stuff out of my boy, the King Scott Angle. Um, and Seinfeld is still live. Seinfeld is still live in the uh, sitcom region. Now, I know he did something really that I wanted oh, to hear yeah. for Beavis and Butthead in the Muppet Show. And Beavis and Butthead wound up winning that matchup, but only 51 to 49% squeaked by. So maybe this, uh, maybe this little intro had, had something to do with it, huh? Uh, I think it did. And, uh, Let's check it out. It? Okay. We're gonna like be in the Sweet 16 or something. Isn't that like a chick party? <laughs> no, dumbass. This is like for the shot callers and stuff. Ballers, shot callers. Are we like gonna get paid and stuff by like that Dane Martinez dude? Uh, no, but he better pay up. Otherwise, I'm gonna smack the hell out of him. We're like going against puppets. <laughs> Yeah, they got a they got a hand up there, bud. <laughs> That's pretty. Whoa, Beavis, check it out. It's like the frog and the pig. It's like Hermit the Frog and Miss Piggly Wiggly. Hey, hey, frog, you gonna like you like pork the pig? <laughs> Hi, Frog here. Whoa. Beavis, check it out. The frog's got, like, a chick with him, but she's like a pig. Whoa. Hey, baby. <laughs> Would you like me to bring home the bacon? Uh-huh. That does it! hi Ugh! Ah! We're gonna win! We're gonna go to the finals! We're gonna be Beavis and Butthead! Yay! Yeah, that was absolutely incredible. Big props, big props to Scott, the King Angle. And uh, we're going to have to, you know, rendezvous with him and get some other matchups. And uh, on Wednesday, we did the reality bracket. And it was um, the Amazing Race versus Real World Road Rules and the Jersey Shore against Cops. And biggest shout-out again to my homegirl, Irulan, from the Las Vegas season of The Real World. She came on the show, represented Real World Las Vegas, threw some shade at Tyra Banks, and also gave props to uh, The Miz, who is, uh, you know, doing big things at WrestleMania. And it was Real World that's moving on. It's up against Cops. And, yo, Chris, Cops has had an incredible run in this entire tournament, right? They did beat—wait, you said it right. They did beat Jersey Shore, right? Cops beat Jersey Shore. Yeah, our oh, regional you. final in the reality is uh, oh. Cops versus Real World. Dane, you don't understand how many people I've been talking to about this tournament and telling them that like I that uh, Jersey Shore has been on sort of a crazy run. It's been a Cinderella. It was the lowest. It was the lowest seed. Yeah, people were people were like coming up to me like, dude, 
what's wrong with people voting for this? <laughs> I, know, I know. Well, that's the way I feel about <laughs> cops still being around, yo. No, but that was the other thing, too. Everyone was like, yo, cops should have been, like, the number one seed. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, listen, I was a great uh, seeding committee with sitcoms and uh, animated, but here it was the five and the seven that make it out. And then, listen, that drama region, that drama region was stacked. I was hearing from Mike Blewett. I was hearing from Benny Riccardi. Everybody thought that these, uh, these dramas basically should have been the final four themselves. What we had yesterday on yesterday's vote it was big time we had The Wire versus Sopranos and then we also had Breaking Bad against Game of Thrones. And that was wow. real big. That was real big. That should big. have been the final four. I know. See, that's what people are saying. But people then don't clearly understand that we have regions by well, genre. So, you know, people, trollers are going to troll. Oh. What you going to do? But um, moving on was Tony Soprano. And moving on was uh, Walter White. Wow. And so we have the two-seed Breaking Bad after 52% of the vote beating Game of Thrones. And The Sopranos moving on with 58% of the vote over Stringer Bell, Omar, and Bubbles, and the whole crew, Avon Barksdale and them. I, you know, my, my favorite show of all time is The Wire, but they got knocked out. So uh, now we have the Elite Eight. And I sent out the brackets. I sent out the brackets. You can find that at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. Uh, so let me know. Who do you think? Who do you think uh, is going to be our final four here, guys? Uh, Chris, who do you think comes out of this? Who do you think has legs to maybe take it down? Okay. Uh, th- from the drama, I mean, this is so I know. So now is when it starts tough. to get fun, right? Now is when it starts to get real crazy. Yeah, because, like, you know, I'm Italian and I'm from Jersey. Oh, so, okay. you know, I listen, I- I'm, always, I'm always about waking up this morning and getting myself a gun. Fair enough. That Fair being enough. said, I know who I'm voting for. I-, I don't mind telling people who I'm voting for, who I want to win, and who I think is going to win. All right, what do you got? I think it's going to be Breaking Bad from the drama. Okay, Breaking Bad. I think Cops is going to be from uh, yeah, I'm with from you the so reality television. Breaking Bad and Cops, I agree. Um, I, who, what was the animated? It's The Simpsons and, and South Park. And South Park. I'm going to pick, Park's I'm gonna pick South Park. I think. Yeah, because The Simpsons have just been skeeting by. The Simpsons just beat Family Guy by, with 51%. The Simpsons just got by Looney Tunes. You know, I mean, yep. South Park has been rolling. And then, uh, so you got, you have, uh, you, I agree with you, Breaking Bad, Cops, South Park, and then what, Seinfeld or The Office? I, I think Seinfeld's going to be Actually, I, actually, I'm not going to, I'm, I got a little bit of a Cinderella story with The Office. I, Cinderella, so, it's a two-seed. Not a Cinderella, Cinderella story. excuse me, not a Cinderella, but... Somebody that will take down a number one seed. That is supposed to be a dominant number one seed it's, in Seinfeld. Is. I think well, that we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Okay, and that's. I'm and, going with the office. On all this right. One. All right. So I'm gonna go with Seinfeld. We're gonna have to see. I think. Uh, so I think you're right, but I'm gonna pick the. I'm gonna play devil's advocate, and I'm going enough. to pick. Uh, fair the enough. Office. Fair enough. So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna let it breathe for a little while. On Monday, we're gonna do our. Uh, we're gonna do two of our regional finals. No fantasy freestyle next week on Tuesday. Scheduling a note for you. When we come back on Wednesday, we'll do the other regional finals. That'll give our final four we'll do the final four on thursday and then we will crown a champion next friday on the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network how do you feel about that zach what do you uh where do you think uh this one's gonna go who do you think is gonna be out of the eight that are left who do you think is gonna take it home oh man this is gonna be a tough one i'm actually gonna go i'm gonna go with sopranos over breaking bag because i just went on sopranos. a binging spree of okay sopranos. so sopranos in the final four um i gotta go cops cops sopranos cops I'm going to go Office. Office. And then, uh, what's the third? I'm sorry. The, the Simpsons and South Park. Simpsons and South Park. I'm going to go South Park. All right. Yo, check this out. 
Follow us at Spit and Speed. You can find out the brackets right there. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. Forget about the Final Four that you need to watch in Phoenix. The real Final Four happens on this Google document that I've got staring at me right in front of my face. We're going to talk about it a little bit more on Monday when we actually have these regional finals. When we come back, we're going to put the fun in functional sports radio. We're talking a little bit of Le'Veon Bell, a little bit of Martellus Bennett. The San Francisco Giants are doing some real crazy things. And... um. You would never guess who Atlanta Falcons head coach Dan Quinn is going to for advice. All that and more. I'm your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy, Chris Bivona, with me, helping us blow up like a Samsung 7. He's back. He was in Las Vegas. We've had a lot of talk about Las Vegas on the show this week between the Raiders move. Shout out to my homegirl, Irulan, who came on the show so representing. We so we're going to be talking about Vegas real quick. Um, check this out, Chris. Aligned to this Raiders move, you know, here in our last segment here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we put the fun in functional sports radio. And, you know, Erilon, when she was on this week, said that she was not confident that the Raiders would be able to, you know, perform because of all the distractions out there. And I think the uh, distractions are growing. Check this out, Chris. Um, Dennis Hoff, who is the owner of the Bunny Ranch, the uh, brothel that was featured in uh, HBO Cat House. He is going to open another brothel uh, right outside of Vegas in the year 2020 to coincide with the Raiders. He's calling it Pirate's Booty. And uh, all the Raiders and anybody, team employees, anybody will have a 50% discount at Pirate's Booty. Um, Do you think that's going to make it easier or harder on those 1 o'clock kickoffs, Chris? Um, I guess you'd have to ask Lawrence Taylor about that. That's true. That's true. He was known. He was known for... uh, trying to tire out his opponents in that kind of way the night before the game. Absolutely. Here's what I want to wonder. Here's what I wondered, though. In the NHL, the Las Vegas Golden Knights are set to start this upcoming season in the 2017-2018 season. Nobody's building a brothel for them. You know, like, what's going on here? Well, only the Raiders get a brothel? Zach, what, 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 what is this, what is this um, you know, prejudice only for the NFL? Why can't the NHL teams get a little love? There's no love for hockey anymore, man. It's like, it's, they give them the brothel like the never was, never was the love for the hockey. And it, it's just funny to, <laughs> this love for the, this Raiders thing, it's like he's making a brothel for he us. He is, he is, absolutely. <laughs> so I think he's going to do well. Remember, but, listen, I also think, remember, the, the Raiders in the AFC West, Las Vegas is actually perfectly positioned between Denver, Kansas City, uh, L.A. There's going to be a lot of road fans. I'm telling you, I'm a Jets fan. If the Jets are out there playing Vegas oh, on the road, I think it's a great weekend. It would be a great trip. You know, I know, Zach, you're a big Cowboys fan. Oh, I'd go to Vegas. You go out to oh, Vegas, Oh, i go to Vegas. Right? They play in Dallas. Oh, yeah. I'm in, in Absolutely. Vegas. 100%. Hey, Chris Bavona, one of the things we've been talking about all the time here on the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speedy Spittin' Statistician on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We have been following Le'Veon Bell. We've been following Le'Veon Bell's rap career. We've been following him when he did that song, Focus. We, saw, we, we played a little bit when he uh, went hard after Skip Bayless. We even followed Le'Veon Bell. As you know, he's going to Ava Tarantino's prom uh, because she got that 600 retweets. 
But uh, Le'Veon Bell dropped another track from his post-interview album, which unbelievably, if you ask me, is in the top 10 on the iTunes store right now. Uh, let's play a little bit of his new track and then dissect that a little bit here as we put the fun in Functional Sports Radio on the Fantasy Freestyle. This is called Machine. Uh, lay it on me, Chris. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. I'm going out today. I'm going out today. I ain't got a doubt today. Make the money stop today and I'm out like I'm running around today. If I can do that anymore. Uh, how do you feel about that? What's uh, what sports would you got a you got a review of that? Um, I'm not going out today to download that song. I'm not going out today <laughs> to download that song it's today. Day. I hear you. I I, I uh, so, so one thumb down. Yeah, one thumb down. I gotta tell you something. I mean, listen, whether it's okay or not. Here's my bigger question, Le'Veon. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing, man? Listen, I respect your creativity. I understand this. But remember, last year you were suspended because of the smoking weed. Two years ago, you missed the beginning because of your ACL, right? Like, what are you doing? You just had groin surgery on March 13th. You had groin surgery less than three weeks ago, Le'Veon. I think the priority needs to be, instead of bouncing around in your video, I think your priority needs to be a little physical therapy for the Steeler Nation and for my damn fantasy team, okay? I have you in a keeper league. I'm only spending a third-round pick for you in my keeper league this year. I want to make sure that that's good value. I know it's going to be, but not if you're on the shelf with a suspension. Not if you're on the shelf with this groin injury. Chris, like, is he, like, he's basically admitting suspension-worthy behavior in this album left and right, I would think. Right, Chris? The funny thing that, I, the only thing I can think about is how much I hate trap music. Okay, yeah. That is like, I know Corey Parson is a big fan Corey of Corey Parson very is a big today. fan of him. I think it is so terrible. Okay, you don't like that it's, purple drink? You don't like going to the trap house? No, I think it's awful. Okay, okay. It's disgusting. Well, let's it's contrast this bad. then. Well, let's contrast this then, Chris, because Le'Veon Bell is not the only... Nope. Pro Bowl football player to drop some tracks this week. The Black Unicorn, Martellus <laughs> Bennett. The Black Unicorn, Martellus Bennett, has also dropped a five-track uh, EP entitled I'm Not a Rapper, But Some of My Friends Are. Chris, I know you decided you were going to uh, play a track at random for us to dissect and compare against Juice, Le'Veon Bell. Lay it on me, Chris. Here on the, That's what we do, the fantasy freestyle, baby. Randos. Lay it on me. Randos. This shit crazy. This shit crazy. This shit crazy. What up, Dukes? Dinosaurs and dynamite. Boom, boom. It's a new world. Hope you're ready for a revolution. Loose, loose, loose. Dinosaurs and dynamite. Boom, boom. It's a new world. Hope you're ready for a revolution. Yeah, you better run. You better run. Fast as you can. Fast as you can. Yeah, you better run. run. It's a new world. Hope you're ready for a revolution. Dinosaurs and dynamite. It's a new world, it's a new world, yeah. I made a hundred grand, yeah. Spent that all, made it back again. I'm a monster, I'm not a man. Uh -huh. Scales on scales, all inside my hand. Now, 107,000, 
184.74 grams. Yeah. That's a ton of weight to be breaking down. Yeah. Convert and calculate the math. Yeah, she want that DND. Most, most of my friends are famous, so tell me what you think that make me. Oh my god, I've had enough of this, Chris Bovina. Uh, we get with Chris Bovina, we can take this off. Um It sounded Chris, I don't know, what's your review here? I think it sounded like more similar trap music. Le'Veon Bell, Martellus Bennett, what kindred spirits in their in their genres of choice, huh? He kinda sounds a little more like he's trying to be T Pain. T Pain. Mm. You think yeah. he's you think you think that's auto tune right there? Oh, it has to be not necessarily. You don't think that's you don't think that's like legitimate black unicorn right there? Listen, I think he needs me to be his producer. Oh, okay. I can make I can make him and Left Bell sound (laughs) ten times better. Yo, you made the fantasy freestyle open sound like fire. You always put those beats on the fantasy freestyle. Yo, you keep it hotter to death like Corey Stringer. I got I got a couple more minutes though, uh, Chris. One thing I wanted to talk to the uh, listeners here on the fantasy freestyle, Dan Quinn. Head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, as you know, they blew that lead in the Super Bowl. Reports now that uh, he actually has gone to Terry Francona and Steve Kerr for advice on uh, how to cope with blowing huge championship wins or leads. Okay, um, he actually asked them. I got. I find this interesting because Dan Quinn, what you just needed to do was run the ball. And if you run the ball in, uh, if you run while you're up big in baseball, it's kind of, you know, unethical, you know, and if you run in basketball, they might call traveling against you. So I don't think, I don't think these guys were going to give you the right philosophy of what you should have done. You should have just run the ball. Okay. (laughs) Run the ball. That's what you should have done. But here's the thing. What advice can they really give you? You know what I'm saying? The Indians and Terry Francona, they have not played a game yet. You know, they have not actually come back to action. And, And Steve Kerr, I mean, he got Kevin Durant. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so what So what does Dan Quinn do? I know the way to cope, Dan Quinn. Go ahead and get Odell Beckham and J.J. Watt. What, I mean, that's what Steve Kerr is going to tell him. Um, what do you think? Do you think this helps at all, Chris? Do you think there's any crossover here uh, with one coach uh, that came back from three or gave away 3-1 leads, giving advice to another coach that blew a huge uh, football lead? Listen, it's got to start somewhere. It's going to start with Dan Quinn. He's got to be the one that's going to rebuild the confidence of the Falcons, especially the running game. You sound like you're real excited about the Falcons. I'm not excited about the Falcons, but there's no reason why they can't get back to the Super Bowl next year. There is no reason. Because I really haven't seen many of the teams, maybe other than... Even the, I mean, like maybe the Giants, maybe the Eagles, maybe the maybe the NFC East can be one of the uh, Super right. Bowl teams this year. Maybe, but other than that, I really can't see anybody else other than the Falcons. No doubt, no doubt. Let me tell you something. I think if Dan Quinn really wants to get advice, he should not go to Steve Kerr. He should not go to Terry Francona. If he wants to know what to do, how to cope after losing a huge lead. He should talk to Hillary Rodham Clinton. Uh, I'm your boy, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle for my boy, Sports with Z, on that Sports Guru app. For my man, Chris Bavona, I'm so happy to have you back. We're going to be doing a lot of things with that TV tournament. And opening day next week, when we start on the Fantasy Freestyle, I'll be giving you updates. I'll be giving you what pitchers, looking at the slate moving forward. A lot of good things as we officially get to the baseball season. I am ready. Give me some Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I ever come back. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Fantasy Freestyle, on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great weekend. I'm out. Aha!